So are you play like, I'm sorry, are you actually using Decentralite or are you, are you no. just making a joke when you were saying you were mining, are you doing something with? No, I, I just told Andrew to buy a bunch of it. Cause I said, Andrew, this stuff, you got to buy it. Cause it's ticker is mana. And it was bought by Atari. And I'm like, I fucking Atari is getting into crypto. Just buy this shit. I have no idea what they're doing, but it's weird. Because when you, when all other business models have failed, it's time to go. It's time to check out new frontiers. It is time to get on the hype train and hope that your the, the bubble lasts long enough to save your company. Jim sold it on me purely based on its. Andrew, was that description accurate? Out of all the crypto I bought that day, the Decentraland is outperforming all of them. Dude, it's like crushing them. It has to be. What day did you did you buy a whole bunch? Oh, I don't know. Like that a month like ago. A month ago or two. Yeah. 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 I'm just it, looking for that. It, it was back yeah. when I was like messing around in Coinbase and being like, oh, like Coinbase, because I'm in New York, lets me trade eight coins. I'm just going to put $100 in all eight because there's like, a, <laughs> there's literally like a hundred you can do. And Andrew's like, so basically you created a coin index. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I created a coin index. Like that's basically <laughs> what I did. And it's funny because I did uh, throw a bunch more into other ones, but I can kind of, I'm basically tracking my index. So I know exactly how much each one of them started with. Right. I mean, and then the, the crypto market kind of ran up because it was right at the beginning when, like Jimmy and like Dogecoin was getting hot. So like everything was just oh. going up and then everything bumped up again yesterday, which I assume is a uh, stimulus check stuff. So, Oh, yeah. the other thing is it's exactly what, uh, what the stimulus was designed for people. Yeah, to there was, um, quick. What company it sounds was like it? it's working because everything is going up. So there was some, some big capital firm that put in a whole put a bunch of shit, uh, Bitcoin. Oh, that wasn't people. That was a, yeah. Yeah, because you can actually figure that out, can't you? It's like it's all recorded. Is it all public? Yeah, I mean it's a ledger. Yeah. I mean it I mean like, that, do you yeah, MicroStrategy bought another billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. I don't even to know. What, to what level do you publicly know who owns what Bitcoin or how much? You like is you it, don't know until they go to cash it out. I mean, uh, there are well, so I take that back. So there are it being a public ledger, you can quote unquote easily track through transactions. There's a whole bunch of like, right. That's kind of what I, that's pre, my layperson's understanding of it. Right. I mean, you know, there's clearly people try to obfuscate their transactions on Bitcoin. There are things like tumblers, like think of like a, like, like, I'm curious what information is acceptable to be filled out on the ledger, right? Like, what is, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I like, what do you, you could just be like, it's from anonymous to anonymous or like. Well, the ledger is just wallet addresses, right? So it's the, so you could it's assume, the, it is the places where they're trying to exchange that for money that has like a database of who exists. A translation of wallet ID. Yeah, to exactly right. But like on the oh, ledger, okay. it's entirely anonymous outside right. of your, but once your it, wallet address. Once the transaction happens in theory, like that is somewhat public and known. Who's Well, it's tied to the wallet address, right? Right. Like you don't know right. who owns that. Right. And until they go to cash out, there's no way to know that. Right. And presumably you could just make wallets and stuff. Yes. And, there's yeah. like effectively an infinite number of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's hard to track who owns how much Bitcoin is because people can just have as many wallets as they want. Which to some level sounds like it's the opposite of what I would think of when I hear like it's a public ledger, like currency. It's like, but we don't actually know who has it. Like that seems odd. Well, I mean, so yes, 
Yes and no. Like those sound at odds to each other. Yeah, it's not as I mean, yeah. So there was there was a big weird, man. <laughs> there was there was a big push basically in the past three years to essentially get every single country signed up with the uh, know your customer. Basically, like so, there's for, to prevent money laundering. There's anti money laundering laws, right? And there was a big push. So like. I think all but two countries are members of like this know your customer consortium where essentially if you want to transact with them, you need to validate who you are by your country's means of doing it. So like basically the days of like Bitcoin exchanges that you're completely anonymous are, are over. They still have them, but you, you can't transact in so, very large numbers. Though so correct me if I'm wrong, you're just talking about Bitcoin specifically. There are... No currencies and they each have their own rule sets and APIs no, no, no. or whatever, or no, it's all cryptocurrency. It's not just Bitcoin. Long story short is it's, it is, it is very difficult to get cryptocurrency into cash directly without attaching an, an identity to it. Um, it. Basically the only way. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it's probably, easier. there are ways to do it. It is, very legal and you have to do a lot of sketchy stuff or you just need to go to Panama and open up an account. <laughs> yeah. Right, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's always going to be countries that allow that, right? Because they want well, whatever fees are available to transact it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't too mean infinity. Yeah. It's the kind of the curse of digital <laughs> currency, right? Is that no, I mean, it, it really is just, I think Panama and I mean, hence the, the Panama papers, which is why, all money laundering goes goes through Panama, but and then I think there's some other Caribbean island that that doesn't subscribe to it as well. But yeah, I mean it's 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 doable. But I mean it's no it's no easier to launder than cash. Regardless, more often than not, that's what, like exchanging it for ca- like real finger quotes currency is is the is the big tracking point. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean it is. It is still the mechanism of choice for people doing illegal sketchy shit. <laughs> I mean, so I, like, I, I don't know if that's, I mean, so is cash, right? Well, sure. But like, yeah, so, sorry, what I, what I mean like illegal sketchy shit, I mean like on the internet, right? Like right. cash in person, illegal sketchy shit, really super useful because it's like the least trackable thing in the world, right? It's like designed to be inherently not trackable. But on the internet, Bitcoin is still like the resource of choice for ransomware groups and shit like that. Right. It is digital cash, essentially. But as a result, it's also a lot easier to track than cash is, right? Yeah. And my only point is that, yes, we know that it's going to this wallet address, but like all these people are still using it. So that obviously isn't really a hurdle to them. Until the U.S., seizes control of like Russia fucking Panama and, and is like, Oh, I just got your mapping database. I know all the crimes now. And they're like, wow, we really should have been using cash. Cause they literally just have 30 years of crimes. That is indisputable. Great. I mean, this, I mean, that'll that'll this, this happen at the same time that uh, like we have extradition treaties with every country. No, right? but I mean, yeah, you but just, Jim, you do remember the Panama papers, right? Like that happened. And the reporter that reported on it, is dead now because it turns out like that, the, that 
the richest people in the world all transact through Panama to launder money and nobody is ever going to do anything about it because they're the people that are in power. Yeah, but it also becomes a lot easier to steal this information. What do you mean? That's, that, that sounds like a good heist film. Yeah, yeah, like it's a database somewhere. Yeah, but it was a public dump. Like we have all of that information and nothing was done about it. I mean, we, we already have that data. Well, if your point is like, there's no point to, to, to doing it. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that like something will necessarily happen. I'm saying I think the chances of fig finding it and getting access to it are, are in a lot of ways easier. Sorry. I'm Cause it's, again, it's just a database somewhere. Panama. Is, I still want to do the heist to get it. The wallet ID to person, right? To what person? To a thing that goes to a thing. Like no, nobody's saying that mapping these things is like ultimately impossible, right? Like, of course, if you have all of the information, you can do it. It's actually extremely easy. And as our algorithms get better, we could extract more information from, because remember, this is a public, public ledger that is always going to be there. So part of the issue with, with Bitcoin or any, or most cryptocurrencies is that like, sure, you can do illegal stuff on them, but like what happens, what happens in a year or two or 10 when we get some crazy advanced laundering algorithms that can go back in time and look at the public ledger and be like, Oh, that shouldn't, that was something that was bad. Right. Like, and we know who this is because this address eventually links up to this person. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're leaving a digital fingerprint on all of all of the crimes you committed that will be around right. forever. <laughs> right. Like, it just doesn't feel like that smart of a move in the long term. Right. No, it's it's not. Like you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's, yeah, that's why. <laughs> like it's like it's like going back and getting like like you know how like we're absolving a bunch of criminals from DNA evidence. This feels like that but like crimes. It's like, oh, 30 years later, I'm bringing this thing because this person definitely paid this other person. Oh, we figured it out. Like they're going to jail now. It's like, oh yeah. Indisputable, like in irrefutable evidence, right? So yeah. It's I certainly mean, fun to think about. Yeah, I'm not, again, like these places to some extent have, you know, there'll never be extradition treaties there, but regardless, banking, Banking that like they shouldn't commit the crimes or they wouldn't use it to commit the crimes because of some future technology that may be able to solve that crime. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, Will, are you trying to argue care. that that cryptocurrency causes crime? Like, is that basically what your like thesis no, 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 is? Well, That's what it feels like. Because I'm not sure what you're no, no, like, my, getting at. My thesis is that it's not entirely transparent. Oh yeah, as of right now, and there are crypto coins specifically that were developed to be even more opaque right so their their public ledgers aren't as public as bitcoin like they there's like onion wrap like there's what, what is it called there's like these onion transactions that basically like instead of having like this address is paying this address it gets wrapped up in like a in like a bulk i don't even fully understand how it works i'm sure i'm sure there's even ones that are, i'm sure there's even ones that are more transparent right like i mean it's like a bunch of like each one can be done however you want to do it. Yeah. Like Decentraland because you tie it, <laughs> ultimately you tie it to your email address. So right. And you can't have any, uh, <laughs> you can only have one of those. Well, I mean, email addresses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Point taken. Junk mail 2891 at fucking hotmail.com or whatever. Yeah, but the thing is, if if you want to continue to maintain that account, you're going to have to repair it. I'm just being an asshole. Yeah. I love that idea of the permanent public record, though, being walkable by like AIs in 100 years. I do not like that at all. Get used to it. And then don't do not um, transact, transact any Bitcoin. Well, <laughs> the Battlestar Galactica and Caprica show, or whatever, that I didn't really get into it, but they at least in the beginning they kind of had this idea of like they made AIs by like looking at people's digital footprints from their lives and then like copying them through that, which is like, eh, but still, there is that boatload of that data around. And like, I like the idea of somebody in like 200 years making like economic breakdowns of, uh, of things that we're doing right now and putting them into their data models. Yeah, I don't particularly like the idea of, I mean, and this presumes that cryptocurrencies will ever be useful as currencies, which is like an awfully big presumption. Use as currencies right now? Not really. No, no. They're, they're value they're, stores. They're not, nobody yeah. transacts well, in Bitcoin. Like very, that, very few transactions. Not, Again, sure. there are crypto coins that are developed specifically for the, for that purpose. Sure, uh, but is anybody actually using them to trend to buy things? Like, I mean, not not yet. Well, some are. I mean, the big thing that has to happen is somebody needs to develop a decentralized cryptocurrency that outperforms the number of credit card transactions that occur every second and uses less less energy. I'm pretty sure that's been solved already. In, in cryptocurrency. And at this point, it's just like, it's basically getting more adopters, right? So sure, it, it's not Bitcoin. Remember, Bitcoin Bitcoin is the original. It's it's kind of like the, uh, the proof of concept that grew, but it, it was never designed to be high <laughs> transactions, right? Like we're, 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 we're getting a few transactions a second. Whereas, I, I mean, I don't know how many credit cards off are offhand. Uh, tens of thousands, I would think. Hundreds of thousands, maybe. Thousands. Yeah, it's in the hundreds of thousands. Being hundreds of thousands. Right. Yeah, I mean, currently, cryptocurrency is not useful as currency. Right. It just, it can be. I'm not saying that, but like, these are not hurdles that can be overcome, right? It's but, like, not every place accepts American Express. But what accepts Bitcoin? Like, uh, five places? It's like, yeah. yeah so, I, I'm so, some internet companies and, and Tesla. I'm comfortable calling that not a currency. Um, yeah. But yeah. I guess what I was getting at, right, is I don't necessarily, if it does become useful as a currency, I don't like the idea of having a publicly walkable ledger of all of the things that I have bought as like a privacy sure. thing, right? Sure. Like, I don't want them to know that I've bought $250 worth of Apex Legends or what, to EA or what, like whatever it is, right? I, I don't. That shouldn't, that raises a significant privacy flags for me to be something that I'd be comfortable using, right? Like there's a level of trust that I have with something like my credit card companies. But one, like I can sue them if I need to, <laughs> right? Like they're, they are an entity that I can sue. Not that that would be successful, but also- well, depending like, on what they were proved to have done with your data, yeah, right? that might, might go your way. Yeah, but also like for- there's still a limited amount of people that would have access to that as opposed to literally anybody who wants to walk the transaction chain. Yeah. But I mean, remember it's still an anonymous ledger. The only person that would have, or the only entity that would have access 
to your identity, your unique identifier is your exchange is essentially your exchange, like wh- whoever's managing your key, right? Sure. But we're, we're, we're assuming that in the same way that Jim is like, oh, well, this will be like all of this data will eventually be out there anyway, right? Like you can have access to all of this stuff. I'm sure the government could, I could see the government doing like warrants to grab that information and to be well, like, I need this person's just, key. Just on the, on the point of... Yeah, I was working from the presumption that like eventually these would have to be transparent in order to function as currency. Like where, where Jim was going, that all accounts essentially would be tie, tied back to a person in a way that would be identifiable. I mean, I mean, it would be identifiable by the same people that are able to identify you now. The only thing that would be a, a big issue is is data breaches, right? So, say say your exchange is the only one that has knowledge of what key you are, but then they get breached, and somebody's like, "Oh yeah, well that's it's, the same Andrew. Bank getting hit. this is Andrew's wallet." I just see it more like the government can just be like, "Give me the wallet IDs you have for this person," and that just being a very normal thing in the future. I think that whatever, if, not when, but if cryptocurrency becomes a real currency, like Will's kind of talking about, then like the only way it would become a widely accepted currency is that if it answered those questions in ways that made enough people comfortable to use it. Like that's kind of my thought on that. I mean, your money is way more secure in one way and way less secure in another. But the way more secure it is, is something that credit card companies like really can't, like they can't match that type of security. Right. Well, uh, yeah. So before we go too far down this path, remember the ultimate vision of cryptocurrency is, is to not have a bank and, and not have anyone but yourself know who your private key is. And a lot of these very heavy transactional cryptocurrencies that are really trying to push themselves and their mission is to, to overtake credit cards is the idea that like you have your phone, right. And you use your phone to transact and they make it as easy as possible, right. Like using the, the phone technology where you swipe it, essentially, and you can do the same with other people and transfer to them. You can transfer digitally as well without having to be in proximity of them. That's the idea there. And the idea there is that you own your own key, right. And nobody else needs to know what that is. That's kind of the vision. Now, there there are some some issues with that. A, a, a big issue is is that like just making that approachable for the average person, right? Like the the, the average person yeah. shouldn't have to deal with with keys, with hashes, with anything like that. It should just work. Yeah, but Andrew, that just feels like another layer of a problem that can just be solved by another piece of software. Like that just feels like the way you make that approachable is there's a, there's a whole new wave of software companies that are crypto key management uh, linked well, to your, you know, yeah. face ID thing, you know, and then all of a I mean, sudden. It, 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 it exists already. Like you can go buy, you can go download Cello Pay. Like Cello is is the one of the big ones that wants to be very transactional, right? So they have an app and you use it just like that. And it works. The issue with it being is that you need to, you need to make sure that you have a backup of your phone or of, of your passphrase, essentially, like you're, you're given like 12 unique words, right? This is, this is how they're able to, to make it more approachable towards for the normal person is that you have 12 unique words and this is essentially your key. You want to write that down, store it somewhere. But then in the meantime, your phone can act like, like your bank, right? But say, say you lose your phone. If you need to restore 
you have those 12 words, you could do it. But guess what? If you lose those 12 words, you lost all your money and there's absolutely no way to recover it. That's, that's the part that I'm saying will just be fixed by some other thing. Like that just also feels like a solvable problem. Right. Yes. Yep. And, you know, and these are just two. This is what I was posting. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more bearish on that. Sorry, on what? On um, like that hurdle being as easy as a software. Like, oh, whatever. This, this, like it would have That's to be a... Fit. Yeah. Like Why? it would have to be... So yeah, there's no, a significant I would, I would, uh, amount of... It. Either be tied to your social or if you wanted to get hardcore uh, to your DNA and that's it. Like, yeah. Right. Like build, like until we get cloning, like you could go to a company, they could create some like hash your DNA. DNA There's, there's this really, there's this really interesting, like kind of dissonance between like the, the dream of cryptocurrency is kind of this like libertarian wet dream, right? Like of getting rid of centralized government control of monetary policy but also the ways that you need to secure this being like, Oh yeah, no, they're just going to have your DNA where it's like, like this super dissonant thing, right. Where you would never have people who believed in both of those things be okay with both of like, nobody would be okay with both of those things at the same time. So to me, Bitcoin is a bit Rorschachy in that way. Like there is a lot of, it's actually a really good point, Brian. There's yes, like so people come to it in so many different ways. I mean, I don't know. I have almost no shared understanding of Bitcoin than any of the like the scenarios you guys paint out. Right. Like it's just. Well, uh, just to note as well as I mean, you're you're right, Will. So there's well, both both you guys are right. So there's there's products and and Brian's right as well. There's products. It's from very Wild Westy now for certain. Right. Like it, it, it is. But it's starting to like it's starting geo something and that's and that's that's how frontiers always go right like right. exactly so yeah it's been very wild westy we're starting to see things come together so so like i was saying we have one angle of like the purist that wants to own their <laughs> key they don't want anyone else to have it they are the living the libertarian wet dream and and there's an app for that right you can do that and and be successful doing that on the on the other side of things which many crypto purists will say you should never do is they have these online wallets or the new the new product that is coming out in the past six months to a year are online crypto coin savings accounts. And this is the one that I was posting in chat that I was trying to get you guys to sign up for. And essentially what this is, is you don't own your private key. You send your cryptocurrency to someone else, to a company that holds it for you. And in, oh. in, the, past, in the past, they've had this as well. And they'll boast security and it, it makes it much more convenient. It really does. This is literally uh, just like a savings account where they probably it, trade it, against it. So, and, I'm, so and I'm buying. So there's no FICO. There's no uh, whatever protection against it, right? Whatever that, uh, not FICO. No, there's, um, there's, yeah, so it's, it's FICO. FDIC. It's, yeah, it yeah. sounds like I'm buying stock in Bitcoin on a one-to-one. So, like, so I'm these, not actually. I mean, to, to be clear, they are in short. Oh. So the early ones were not. And uh, some of the early ones were hacked and people were shit out of luck. They, they lost their cryptocurrency and, and they couldn't do anything about it. These yeah. newer ones are not only insured, but the newest ones, the newest products on the market now are paying you interest. So now we have three major companies that are crypto savings companies. Uh, I think two are based in the US, one is Switzerland. And they, they are giving you interest based on or cryptocurrency that you hold and, and they have well, different rates rates for different different coins. Well, well and that makes sense, right? Because as cool. proof as proof of stake becomes more popular, 
they can leverage the massive amount of deposits that they have to increase their stake so that they get rewarded with the additional currency. Sorry, what's so that's, that's part of it. So proof of stake is part of it. The other big part of it is that these, these things are working like, like banks. So they, they have products. So you can, yeah. you can actually, you can take out loans with your cryptocurrency as collateral. So I can, for instance, I can take out a loan, like a, a, a 1% APR loan. I have to put up a lot of collateral to do that, but I mean, they'll give me cash in hand to do that. The, the other thing is that they will also lend, lend it out to other people as well. So they have other financial products that you can do. Like you can, you can get uh, cryptocurrency lended to you at, at different rates as well. So they're, they're kind of, they're profiting off of your money or off of your cryptocurrency. And then there are restrictions that come as well. Like you can't, like withdrawing it has some different time frames that you have to wait. It's, it's not always instant, that sort of thing. But the, one of the, the biggest reason why crypto, a lot of crypto purists will tell you that this is a bad thing and that you should never do this is, is because A, you, you, don't, you don't own your key. So that if for whatever the reason, the bank, the government entity comes in and says, hey, uh, stop transactions for this person, you're shit out of luck. You can't do anything. Um, and, and, and this has happened with US-based uh, exchanges, Coinbase. People have gotten locked out of their accounts and there's an investigation going on and they have no idea why. So like, yeah, you, you run into those kinds of risks, but it's, it's a trade-off, right? I mean, can't the government freeze like a stock brokerage account as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, of course. And, and, for like and no, for no good, like no easily discernible reason that might be a little hard to investigate, and you just can't pull money out of it, and it's just sitting there. Yeah, and if it's tied to like terrorism or something like that, the bank doesn't have to tell you why. Like that's that's a big thing. Like when when these funds are under investigation, they don't even owe you an explanation. So they they just say, hey, you can't access it right now. That um, is not a libertarian wet dream. That that is not right. Yeah, I don't know why, what, what is libertarian about crypto? None of this feels libertarian. No, no, we'll, we'll we'll describe. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's taking government control away from monetary policy. Right, yeah. right, Jim. These remember it's the people, these, man. These these are two two opposing things. The libertarians would absolutely never use any of these services. They would have their key in a safe that was tied to their DNA. I, I, I don't even know. But like they, they want full control, right? It, it's the it's the under like forty year old version of your grandpa burying gold in his backyard, right? Like this is mine. The government cannot touch it, right? And I, I yeah, exactly. Can't touch it. Can't tax it. Like I, no I, government anywhere. I can go to any country, right? Fuck all, yeah. fuck all the governments. Okay. Yes, the, but and like I said with the Warshock, like this is all just like non fungible tokens underneath or something, right? Like. And we humans have made all these crazy different, like, oh, it's a currency or not. Like, it's for, for being public. It's for being private. And we're exploring the space. To be clear, it's, it, it, is, it is completely fungible until you get down to, like, the non-fungible parts of it. But, like, the, the currency in general or the, the assets in general are, are fungible. But you can get down to, like, very single non-fungible. It's, it's weird. Currency is definitionally fungible. Right. Some more than others. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, a dollar is a dollar, right? A right. euro is a euro. doesn't matter who, which euro it is. It's still a euro. So do, right. do we yeah, want to get the, into the, to the art stuff? One of the problems with like cryptocurrencies being used as currencies is that no, nobody's tying prices to cryptocurrency yet. 
they're still just translation. So like a big deal was made out of like Tesla accepting Bitcoin now, right? As a means of payment, but they're not pricing their car in Bitcoin. They're pricing their car in dollars and then just doing a translation. Right. Um, it would be right. really interesting if they were just like, yeah, Model 3 is one Bitcoin. Or like and then, Bitcoin, and then whatever it is. And Elon like, bought another 5 billion Bitcoin and jacked up the price. <laughs> but, but it would be interesting that you're tying now this product to the value of, of Bitcoin, right? You're, you're, right? you're no longer just translating it into dollars. And that brings up another very good point that to wrap up the crypto dream, the final step of curse, of course, is getting rid of USD, right? And then you start transacting in cryptocurrency. And I guess, I guess my big thing is I just don't see any value being added at all by any of it. And by value, I mean like, is finance working better? Is the society working better? I, the, I see yeah. nothing. Like it's just like a like it's a different way of trading money digitally. Okay. So a lot of this stems, as Will says, from libertarian wet dreams. <laughs> and looking at history, there have been cases in the in in history of governments seizing assets from private oh, citizens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let, re, let's be re, clear. Recent, right? Like burying some gold is not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, but remember, the reason that people that anyone was burying gold was because the government was requiring you to return it when we got off of the gold standard, right? There's lots of different reasons people bury. Uh, I mean, people still have gold buried. <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> this is yeah. They. I don't find it compelling. But they do, right? Like it's it's not sure. for me necessarily. And is there is there a private key like the map to where the gold is? It's like fuck, I lost the private key. Yeah, and, and certainly it's, it's, as it's a been tattooed on my scalp. Yeah, I mean, and certainly as a buried buried treasure, it it might have its benefits in that regard. Kind of where where the government like seizing assets part falls down for me is like sure that that happens in some countries. If the United States got to the point where either it A, collapses, or B, starts seizing everybody's bank accounts, Bitcoin ain't worth shit either. Like, like the world is in, a, is in a place that your digital currency does not matter anymore. Although, in fairness, there's a chance that it might retain value after the apocalypse. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I, would, I would like to, can I please have some food and bullets and I will trade you these numbers it, it does it does change the ending to fight club like what what, what did you think bombing those couple of buildings was going to do it is this, this transaction is literally everywhere like i don't the know what you of, thought end, you just did the ending of fight club would have just been somebody at like a terminal just pressing like you know rfrm or something like that <laughs> it'd be funny if you could <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i think i i think that that scenario may not be may not be as black and white as you think i think that there's 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 a lot a lot of in between and oh oh for sure yeah i mean it's here to stay and will it be a currency at one point or another probably will it be widely used i don't know probably who knows 200 fucking years from now god knows but is it going to be uh, an international currency in our lifetimes nah. oh. no i mean as the as it gets, so like to the dream end state that Habers was describing of like, there is no more USD, right? There is no more Euro. There's only cryptocurrencies that you transact in. Like that runs into all sorts of problems from just a monetary policy standpoint in general. Like there's a reason that the, the Euro 
has issues is because you can't have everybody using the same currency because every country's economy is different. Well, but and, I mean, and, can't you just have multiple cryptos though? Like, a, isn't that kind of? I mean, well, then isn't that functionally the same thing? Yeah. Have we actually changed like, anything? Yeah. The, like, <laughs> well, I mean, in crypto, I thought the entire point was to just make everything but crypto. Like, I'm, I'm not Brian, being sarcastic the, right now. I don't now. think the point was like a direct port where it's like now I have like French baguettes and like, instead isn't of. Isn't it though? Uh, but so. I get coin. Like, like when you, yeah, when you, yeah, I know you got. I don't. You got. Like I, I'm a hundred percent serious. That's what we're gonna. Like we have. We have. As we did it. <laughs> I mean. I mean. There we are. There are the, like. There are over a dozen USD coins right now. And for just to explain what that is, I mean that is that is a cryptocurrency that is backed by every single crypto. Oh, currency! It is backed by a dollar, so it's oh, so it's called so cool. stablecoin. So it, it never goes up and never goes down. See, there we go. Just do that. Congratulations! Now we're all crypto. <laughs> well, it exists. Well, yeah. Uh, the problem is like having centralized control of monetary policy is often a good thing. Like the government being able to, in recessions, print money. Oh, in order yeah. To, like, is a really well, good thing. And that, like, crypto that, removes the ability to do that. That's what I'm saying, though. They'll figure out some way to get to patch that in. But, but, but they can't, right? Like, so the thing is, if there is no government control over it, the government can't print more Bitcoins. They can't print more Ethereum. Right, right? But, but that, well, what you're missing is that control goes from the government to the, to the users, to the stakeholders. So, like, you can vote on that, essentially. Sure. And, and, yeah, and, and then, not... yeah, but then you run into the same problem as the euro, right? Where it would have been very, very good for Greece to devalue the euro when they were in deep recession. It would have been very bad for Germany to devalue the euro when their economy was booming. They should have just uh, devalued it for one day, paid off all their debt, and then revalued it again. Because you're allowed to do that, right? I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but you might not be that far off. That feels like like something that could happen with with crypto. Like, be like, I don't fucking know volatility, man. Like, this shit's all over the place. Well, it's, see, I told you they'd patch it in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, those those are like legitimate concerns to the end state of crypto. I'm like, that is a long yeah. way away, right? But like the the thesis of like the, the core conceit of cryptocurrency is something that I don't necessarily agree with, right? Because I think the government, having a, a government control what? method for what? monetary policy is a good thing. What do you see as that? The, that core conceit, that core thesis, like, can you just explicitly state it yeah, one the, more time? The, yeah, that cryptocurrency removes governmental control of monetary policy. I think that that everything you're saying is legitimate, right? There, there are definitely there are definitely pros to having government controlled monetary policy. I think that a lot of people in in the crypto world <laughs> would probably agree. But also, I think that they would probably think that the cons would, would outweigh those pros. Like, there's no perfect solution. Crypto, cryptocurrency has issues. I think that anyone that would argue against that is just a fanboy and not looking at it critically. But I think where most people are bullish on crypto would, would disagree is that just the, the downsides of monetary policy over the history is kind of outweighs that, that benefit. So what I think is, is uh, and this might be a useful segue into kind of the NFT thing, is for me, I think that there's a huge differentiation between 
the underlying technology and its application. Oh, so yeah. I, I am like, I, I just do not agree with the core conceit of cryptocurrency as a currency or as a wealth store or as a, as an asset class. I don't like it for a lot of the reasons that I've already described. But I do think that the underlying technology of blockchain is super interesting and has really, really cool potential use cases and applications to have distributed ledgers and like absolute guarantee of authenticity and like being able to track this transparently throughout the entire tree, right? Like I think that's super useful. So for me, it's it's the underlying technology and the and the application are, are really divided. I, I would I would argue that you're even even in that. I don't think that you're correct in saying that like all cryptocurrencies are bad in those sorts of ways where just a lot of them are. Sure. I, I, I don't know. And, I don't know and, all of them. And, yeah, so. Right. I mean, and I, I know basically nothing, but my understanding, even just in this plus other things that, that I've heard is that like, really you can implement them in so many different ways with so many different rule sets that can emulate or, or get you the kinds of scenarios that you think would be ideal. Right. Um, yeah. Just in the same ways it's used for games and art and crap like that. Yeah. Something like uh, having it like a dollar backed, like a, the, the USD cryptos. That, that's interesting to me. I like the, the kind of Warren Buffett explanation of it, which resonates for me, is that it is a non-productive asset. Like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't produce any sort of value on its own. Like it, when you buy crypto, largely what you're buying is the hope that other people will be more excited than you are and will pay you more money for it. But like the, the thing itself has no mechanism to become more valuable. I mean, you basically just described money. Sure. Right. Segway. What were we segwaying into? This uh, new way of art, new way of doing art, right? New way of making it another art monetizing art, uh, I guess a new category of art, right? And what it means for, is it, should it be considered legitimate? Is it nonsense? What are, what are, what are the ups and downs? Who here wants to give like a brief description of what uh, NFT, you know. I, mean, I think I guess, Andrew is the most qualified. Yeah, Andrew, you want to give a? Yes, I'm going to Google it. Uh, I'm gonna not, that, is, that is that is off to a real bad start. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I mean, I will, I will be, I will I'm be take completely five. honest. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I, I did not know much about NFTs up until the other day when this $69 million Beeple, was it Beeple? Yeah. Beeple artwork sold. So yeah, I, I kind of wrote or read up on it after that. And, and, and even then, like my, my knowledge is still limited, but I mean, it's NFT stands for non-fungible token. It's essentially a, my, my understanding of it is that these token ex- tokens exist on the blockchain and that you can essentially write things to them to make them non-fungible as, as opposed to like, you know, like a, a Satoshi or whatever, like a, like, like a single, a single currency. Well, well, my, yeah, my understanding is that like all Bitcoin would functionally have unique identifiers. It's just that nobody gives a shit which one is which, right? Okay. Like nobody cares if I have Bitcoin A or Bitcoin B, because they're both worth the exact same thing. Right. right. So when you like mint this thing on the chain, you're just using the same mechanisms, but you're saying like, this thing is now tied to this, this identifier has external meaning because of it's tied to this piece of artwork. 
right? Like that's right. my understanding of it. Yeah. Although my understanding is, well, so there's a few, a few different blockchains that, that these EFTs occur in and the, the, the biggest one being Ethereum. And the idea there is that Ethereum was pretty much like the, the biggest, the, the second biggest crypto coin to, to come up. And the idea with Ethereum is that they have, they wanted like a full Turing complete computer language that you could use the Ethereum network to write code for, and it would run on the Ethereum network. So as a result, you can create kind of these intricate smart contracts that, that occur within the network as well. So, so not only can you store a digital asset directly on the blockchain, but you can also write code, these smart contracts that execute when it, yeah, exactly. And, and also execute like different events moving forward. So like you can have a smart contract that continues to pay the original creator for each transaction that happens after that. Yeah. And that's largely what's happening with these NFTs, right? Is that the original creator is getting 10% of the transaction right. moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So before this meeting, I, I went and did a little bit of <laughs> NFT searching and signed up for a uh, NFT exchange. And I'm kind of in the process of getting up. So I created my first artwork and I have, I have an NFT artwork that's, I think it's on the blockchain, but. Oh, I, can you like post it or something? Yeah, let me post it. So Andrew, walk through this. You created something like you created something. Did you like take a picture of something or did you like make, like, did you go into like, <laughs> do you go to like MS Paint and start drawing? Like, what what is this thing? Explain. No, dude, I'm, I'm I really want to get into the process. Yeah, let's go through it. I am a software developer, so I just took a picture of of code here. You took a picture uh, of like a screenshot of like a, a bunch of lines of code. Yeah, I'll I'll show you. I'll show you my my first NFT. It's very very apt. Is it like Hello World or some bullshit like that to be all like cheeky? No, it's probably part of the stuff. Ethereum code. Hold on. We're working on it. I'm sorry. What's Ethereum? You missed it, Brian. You're, you're going to be lost. You're going to be lost for the rest for the rest of the thing. Hold on. Let me, uh, there we go. I put it in, I put it in chat. So Ethereum was the second big, big cryptocurrency to come out. And it's, it's goal was to have a fully, a fully Turing complete pure language that ran within the blockchain. Bitcoin has some very simple scripting things that can occur on the blockchain, but that wasn't really oh, okay. a, big, a big feature. So Dude, I definitely called it. I, I fucking called it. Okay, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, so Ethereum <laughs> essentially has a programming language that you can use on the blockchain. So not only can you, can you create these NFTs, but you can also put smart contracts on top of them as well. The, the other thing that's, that's really cool is that you can create these, these DAOs, uh, which stand for... Uh, decentralized autonomous organizations, which essentially are these things, these organizations that live in the blockchain that no one person has control over, but depending on how it was structured, you could either have voting that occurs and then the DAO will do stuff. Usually there's, when people create DAOs, they'll also give them a whole bunch of money as well so that they have some power. So it, it's kind of this really cool and unique concept that, uh, that, that, yeah, has evolved in some interesting ways. Decentraland, as my thing shows behind me, is, is one of the many, many ways that DAOs are being implemented. And in Decentraland's case, they have a DAO that, that essentially 
users of the game are able to vote on and that that DAO will essentially whitelist or blacklist assets that are allowed in the game. So like if somebody's creating like a bunch of penis assets and the player base doesn't want that, they can vote to black the blacklist them on that sort of thing. Okay. So is Decentraland like second life, but with a lot I think so. Real, I don't but, know. But, but, I mean, but with a lot more real money involved. I think so. Not it necessarily a lot more real money. A lot more real money. Yeah. yeah. No microtransactions. Like you buy plots of land from what I remember. No, no. You buy, you buy mana, which you can then use to purchase land. Yes. That I do know. Yes. Yeah. I didn't understand the difference and, between and, a developer uh, and a builder. Yeah. So it's, it's more than just land. You can also build assets or you can buy assets and sell assets. They have a whole marketplace. So, so you this can, could like, become the vehicle for NFT transactions. Well, it, it, it already is. I think, I believe that all of these assets are, are NFTs that you're buying. Yeah. From, from the ground up, from the first. Oh, pixel. so like the asset you're buying. Yeah. Well, sure. Everything you're buying there is an NFT, but the marketplace for trip for transacting across all of them all just also happens all there. Yeah. I mean, uh, they have a website. You go to the website and it's a marketplace, but I mean, it's a marketplace of, of NFTs. Like you, and it's, it's crazy because can you like so show them off in your, looking, in your virtual world? Yeah. I mean, like, you, can you hang your you wear, it's shoes, it's names. So like you go into a game, right? You can name your character in Decentraland. You can, <laughs> you, you buy your name or if, if it's not being used yet. Right. So like there's a marketplace for names. So there's like, I was going on there. It's like Kobe Bryant. It's like, Oh yeah, I could go buy Kobe Bryant for like a thousand bucks. Right. It's like, it's like buying a, an email address because someone already took it. Right. Like, no, I'm going right. to buy that now. They're, they're going to sell it. I'm going to buy it from them. That's right. That sounds hellish. I, I, yeah, I, I might just be too old. Like, <laughs> I, I hate this. I hate everything about this. I, I just want to be clear uh, that specifically the, okay. name, I mean, the name camping sounds hellish. Everything I'm, else I'm, sounds I'm go, I'm going fine so far. That's to, fine. No, I just want to draw clear, a line. That's all. To, to be clear, I have no interest in playing this game at all. I don't even, I don't think, what is the I, game? I'm Besides, interested in playing it now. Andrew, I think there's actually cool idea. There's a game somewhere in this? This just feels like a place where you walk around and show off shit. Well, yeah, it's like Roblox and shit, man. Yeah, no, but Roblox yeah. has games. Like there's... Yeah, you could do that in here too, man. It's the same. It's, it's just a platform for UGC. So people are actually developing games in here. Yeah, man. Jesus. So Brian, what, what's, what's UGC? User-generated content. So uh, like it's it's another congregate. It's another only only here, universe. like in Roblox. If I create a custom skin, I could then like stamp it and then sell it. Probably. I mean, I, I don't know the details of like how their economy works, but broadly speaking, yes. Interesting. I mean, it probably has something to do with the mana, because like and owning land is a thing. But then like yeah, you're just you, you make code in the game and you right, like like. <laughs> I think it, I think it's hilarious. It's, oh no, it's I mean it's these things are coming and they're going to continue being here more and more. Right. Um, every, and, everybody and, wants and everybody wants to make the metaverse. Uh, Epic's trying to do it. Decentraland is a version of it. Fortnite, right? Like so Roblox at all. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you back for a second. So you made this thing. It's a screenshot. It's not actually code. It's it's a picture <laughs> that has code on it. Right. Yeah. Like like so, you're not, excuse me, Jim. It is artwork. Sorry, it's this, artwork. This is, this is artwork, Jim. Which is a picture I mean, of artwork. a bunch of code. Written in Python, it just says hello world. Okay. So, it's also very well structured. It's documented as, as uh, very now, well. I have a question. Are you saying that no one else 
can make an NFT of this exact picture? I believe so. On on this blockchain. <laughs> okay, so so on this blockchain, this in theory is the only possible picture that looks exactly like this. No. Wait. So it is the only copy of this J. So somebody else could make this same thing, right? Right. Yeah. But it would, it would independent. be coming, but it would, it would, its source would be something else. So yes. you could see that it didn't come from me. So I could take a screenshot of it right now. Yes. Actually, this should get meta. You should take a screenshot. I, of, I have. Of Can I, screen. what, do I, what do I have to do in order to like make one of these though? Do I oh, have to you got to like go to a website. You have to use the same amount of electricity as a European does for 40 days. <laughs> that's that's only what you have to do. No, no, only well, this is this is on the Ethereum network. So I think Ethereum hasn't done proof of stake, like hasn't completely implemented it yet, right? Like as of a couple of days ago when I checked. Is it? Like it was, yeah, it was still in the works, but it hasn't been transitioned yet. Oh, well, then I'm definitely not doing this. So okay. to be clear, to finish my experience. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> this is step one. Yes. Next step is you need an Ethereum wallet, right? You need Ethereum because you need to. So posting on this marketplace is free, but in order to authenticate your account, you need to spend. So Ethereum is complicated. There's, <laughs> there's Ethereum, the coin, and then there's like gas, which is like a consumable. It's, it's bizarre, but I have to spend like a hundred dollars worth of gas in order to list this thing. So which, which, which I'm going to do because I want to go through the whole experience. But right, right now it's, it's coming from my bank and my bank requires 24 hours before, before things move out. So it won't be until tomorrow that I get it there. So you, you, can, you get gas tomorrow. You then use the gas to put this on the Ethereum network. Yes. Do you know the next step after that? Or you, is this like a TBD? Well, so then, then it goes up on their like eBay style bidding thing. Yeah, there's uh, some like... On the I'm, I'm using OpenSea. So with OpenSea, the, the, the minimum bid that is the reserve bid, so that the, the minimum bid that this could ever sell for is one Ethereum, which is $1,700. It's like a, yeah, it's not, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so it, we'll, we'll see what happens. But <laughs> looking, at, looking at recent history, there's, there are things that are selling for a lot more than one Ethereum that are just make any sense. crazy. Yeah, which it's called money laundering, right? Yeah. I'm gonna test that. I'm just gonna see if these are actually people interested in the artwork or if this is just money laundering. Hey, this is this is original artwork, guys. <laughs> well, Worst so, case scenario, some assassins come to like no, but bump you off. It's, it's sorry, go, sorry, Will, dude, it's blockchain, it's all anonymous. All right. <laughs> yeah, the money laundering, like so did you see the Azalea Banks thing? No. What's that? So Azalea Banks, who is a rapper, right? She recorded a sex tape, like an audio sex tape with her boyfriend or somebody. Okay. I'm sorry. That, is an audio sex tape different than a sex tape? Well, there's no video. So it's yeah. like an audio, like... Act it's an book. audio book. Yeah. <laughs> and that apparently has sold for $269 million, the NFT of that. Really? Yeah. Well, so which, yes, which makes it the fourth most valuable piece of art that's ever been purchased. Interesting. And like, I look at that and I'm like, there's no way that that's not money laundering. Well, you're, <laughs> you're, you're missing the point that it's, it's cryptocurrency. And there are a lot of recently very, very, very wealthy young people 
she's worth three million dollars. I don't even you know. Could, who you could you're do a lot better about. than that if, like, <laughs> you wanted to, if you wanted to spend that much money. But that, yeah. that's probably that's probably not kosher to say. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, <laughs> that, that, that's not going to age. Well. So she um, put it up here, <laughs> and someone bought it. Now let me ask you this: So she put it up there for seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah. It was sold for $17,000. The person who bought it for $17,000 resold it for $270 million. Oh, well done. That's quite the okay. return. So, so I have a question then. So someone else. Yeah. So in that case, it was, it was most likely money laundering. Yeah. I mean that. I assume that 50% of the money moving around on planet earth is being laundered. I mean, I know that, I mean, without doing any research, just vague memories of reading about the amount of money laundering that happens through art is it's like, it's the idea that these are people who actually give a shit about art is kind of a joke. Well, it's also a fine line between money laundering and, and wealth storing. Yeah. Art, art is a weird thing where it's a, it's a speculative market for sure. Right. Like the, it's, it's hugely speculative. It's, it is an absolute bubble and it's a whole bunch of people who want to store their wealth. It's also like has legitimate legitimacy because there's like a serious industry around it. Right. There's like actual, people who value these things beyond the monetary value. I guess it would, it would be very hard to understand which is one versus the other, right? That's like asking how does, what does someone really think about something? You can't, maybe we can infer, but we don't really know, right? Well, I was just, I was just watching a documentary on Netflix about art forgeries and like all, the people that they interviewed who were buying these paintings for like 2 million or $8 million, like you, you interview them, like they want to hang them up in their house and like they love them. So like there's definitely, there's like, they're not doing it to launder money necessarily. I don't uh, feel like yeah. the people who do it to launder that's money. Like, what, like 2% of the though. people involved? Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but, but, like, that's, but, that's not kind of, but that's not my point, Brian. My point is that like, even though there, there, there is a market for that, right? There's legitimacy to this because there are people who, regardless of anything else, will pay that much money to appreciate the art. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that. There's going to be a percentage of it. The question is how much, but the idea that those people, I don't those think, people I, absolutely I, exist. I don't think that the crypto whale that bought the everyday's first 5,000 thinks that that art is worth $69 million. I think that's reasonable to, to think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, just, I feel like it's, it's something that's too early to know, right? Like, like, like you said, art is a completely speculative market. Like we're witnessing a brand new emerging market that is also completely speculative. So okay. I, I just don't know. Andrew, I got a question. So this picture you made, because I just want to get back to this because I just want to be clear. You, this picture Jim, you made. Jim, I will sell it to you. No, listen to me. For $1,700. <laughs> for one, $1,700. Listen to me, listen to me. So someone else could literally copy this off of the internet right here. I could go to the website. I could say copy picture. I could yeah. then go register one on the same blockchain. And what... What makes yours more valuable or is there nothing that says yours is more valuable? It just happened and someone just happens to buy yours and not mine. Uh, well, what mine, would... mine comes from me. So there is one other thing that we're missing. But mine would come from you, me too. You like can, that. You can also, you can also include uh, secret information that's encrypted. So if I wanted to include a copy of this code in text, I could do that in a secret or something like that. But, so but, there, there is, there, there is actual unique information that's encrypted that you could include if you wanted to. I'm not saying that they can't make, they, I'm not saying that I can't tell 
it's not like I can't, I'm not saying who, how do you validate between the two? I'm saying yours is on the marketplace. I screenshot it. I'm not collecting any of the information from a screenshot. My screenshot's not going to see any of this. I then go make an identical picture. Why should yours be valuable and mine not? Well, that's a question one, about art. Cause it, yeah. Cause it's the one from Andrew. Because right. it's like, what's okay. the difference between the real painting and the forgery? Like if it, if it, even if it was on an atomic level, a perfect forgery. Like, what's the difference, man? I, that, that's the, the person who asking. made it. Like, that's literally it. That, well, but that's well, the question I'm asking. Yeah. That, yeah. That, I mean, you're, what you're paying for is an autograph. Yeah. I'm paying for Andrew's art. I'm not really paying for the art yes. at that point. You are paying yes. for Andrew's autograph. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So this makes more sense to me. And this is to your point. If someone could make a near perfect duplicate of some painting, why doesn't someone just buy the other one? Because it's still a real life, like near, like unperceptible. When, when we can use like the holodeck to make the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa will still have value. It's the same deal. Like, okay. That's, that's, will, that's, that's the story we tell ourselves about art. It will have, <laughs> it will probably have less. That's, that's definitely. Uh, and it will, the forgeries. Actually, I don't know if that's. Will, will have more value if you can make. So like kind of one of the interesting things is like, really, really good forgeries and like prolific forgers become valuable in their own right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. All right, um, can you is... forge an Andrew's picture? Well, I mean, if it's done in like with a cool story, yeah. I mean, no, 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 but I mean, what I mean is Andrew makes this, he does something that that kind of stamps at Andrew, right? Through like all well, the stuff I, you're talking about. Can I need to screenshot someone... this. I need to screenshot this so I can create an NFT. Do you see what I'm saying? This. Because in a way, Will, oh, doesn't the forgery market go away? Because like this should prevent that type of thing from happening. Well, this is a well, so this, to be clear, is a like is a very weird circumstance, right? Like you are taking digital art <laughs> definitionally <laughs> is infinitely reproducible, right? Like the copy of this JPEG that I have, like if I right-click and copy this is identical information except for a piece of metadata, but like the display is identical, right? So it gets into a weird place where yeah. what's the point of forging it because it's identical already. Yeah, so you, you, you eliminate the forgery market. It goes away. Yeah, it's but like, also, it's like also why is it valuable if I can have well, well experience? Which one is it? Like, that's the question. That's what we keep, like, I feel like we're, we're, we're circling on the same oh, question, same two questions over and over again. Yeah, I, I mean, this was the question that I brought up yep. in Slack, right? That's, Which that, is, that, why the fuck would anybody pay $69 million for an autograph? Because they didn't, they didn't pay for the art. No, wait, that's, that, that's whoa, not whoa, the same whoa. question. That's not the same wait, question. Wait, wait, no, that, that, that question, you literally just explained the answer. And then you're asking that question. It's for the autograph, but that's all that art is anyways. No, it's not. Uh, not at all. That's what the the authenticity of art is like a, a core component of why it exists. Like that it came from the artist. Yeah, providence. Whole, is, yeah, providence is important, right? Or provenance. But like my name on that piece of art. That's the that's the point. That's the one. You can only be one person who's holding it. That, right, let's let's just you, you just it explained it. To break, to break I, the art. No, no, no. no but 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 the, what I'm. The difference is that like digital art and physical art are separate things because you can't have an exact copy. 
Sure. Of the physical art. So when we can, which is, which so, is, a, yeah, sure. But, that, but that's like a, but sure. But yeah, but that is functionally useless for this debate. Uh, no, 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 because it's not because given enough time, someone, anything can be replicated to a degree that will be near imperceptible by like 99.99% of the people. So that, and then if you find a way just to like copy and paste that and, and mass produce that you've effectively destroyed that, that thing's value because you've effectively digitized it. We have prints though. I mean, we've, we've, yeah. we've uh, no, but prints aren't the same. Print. Prints aren't the same. Yeah, prints aren't the same. That's that's important, right? Because that's the closest thing that we have is a print. Yeah, but for ninety nine point nine percent of the people in the world, no, but they, it very clearly a print, the same a print thing. is going to be sufficient. I'm no, saying, like, no, it's not. And the, the reason I know it's not is because people still go to fucking museums to go see the original. Sure, but like for me, buying art, I would be just okay having a print of the Mona Lisa rather than the real thing. Yeah, but you but you know that the real thing would be more valuable, so. Yeah. Well, also, but, but sure. the experience isn't the same. What's different about it? So, like, have you have you ever gone to the... What's... what's, what's yeah. have, you, have you ever been to the MoMA to see, like, uh, Starry Night? I, I would recommend that you do. Because, like, you can see in, like, sure, you can take a look, you can pull it up, Google it, and it'll... You get the gist of what Starry Night is. When you go to the museum and you stand in front of it, like you can see the madness in the brush strokes, right? Like there is a difference between seeing the real physical object and a screenshot of it. Oh, sorry. That was literally not what I thought was being said. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of confused what we're talking about too. No. So this is, this is, again, this is the discussion I've been trying to have and you guys keep going somewhere else. My point is, is that Will's argument, this is where I've been trying to get to and you guys keep on being like, no, that's not it. Bring it back to me. Thank you. Okay. So Will's point is real art exists in 3D space. Digital art is 2D. Therefore, any taking any 3D and converting it to 2D, you've lost you've lost uh, clarity on the thing. It is not, it cannot be ever fully duplicated, right? So you, you've it's lost lossy. Yes. Yeah, it's lossy. It's lossy. It's lossy compression. You've lost data, right? You cannot fundamentally see it the same way. You can see it close, but it's not the same. Now, so yeah. when you can do it lossless, that brings up a whole bunch of questions, which Dejoy brings up. My point was in physical art, you know, the inability to replicate it seems to hold uh, to Will, Will. Will believes, I think, the inability to replicate it with, at a cost that, that makes it like effectively hard to, to really do at any scale that would impact value becomes the barrier and why the value stays high. So the uniqueness of the item is directly correlated to how valuable it is. And, and if someone could, could say, I'm going to go 3D print statue of uh, David or whatever, and it was look, feel, and form identical, composition, material, everything. Have we destroyed the value of that statue from an experience standpoint or from like, which value are you talking about? Because I feel like every time you, you answer one way in one question, then you answer the other way in the other. But you're, it's, like you're asking, it's like you're trying to use like two different justifications to answer the same question. I'm trying to focus on one. So, because no, so when I answered, why does Andrews have value? Because he autographed it, right? Like that is yeah. the real world functionally having is assigning this. That is the assumption that NFTs are making is that people care about the autograph. Right. Right. Fair enough. If like 3D replication technology in hundreds of years or whenever can replicate any piece of art, I think that the original, the value of the original will go down because the uniqueness of that piece of art is part of its value. It's like the, the value is intrinsic, like, is tied intrinsically to it. Should it be? I think you're wrong. About that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like that seems like an inherently bad 
way of looking at art because I don't it's, think that's how humans work. No, I think that's exactly how humans work. I think we have that instinct, but I think that's, I think that that by definition, I think whatever you've lost is not the appreciation of the art. You've lost the appreciation of it being the only thing. I mean, value. That's as not like, people, like if I were I to mean, say value okay, as in paying money for it. No, no. I, so, money is one way to, to, is to quantify it. the literal way that I'm quantifying it when I'm saying that. That is the only thing that I am saying. Oh, well, I don't care. I'm not focusing on the money. I'm focusing on the part that Will cares about where people say this, this experience is valuable to me. Oh, no, uh, you, I, I was I was talking about money. I think that the I think that the value would go down if you can replicate it. Well, of, of course, the monetary value would go down. I was talking to the experience no, that Brian you. Brian disagrees with that. Really? I disagree. You think that the, the actual value of the how much someone would pay if for you it? You can prove that this is the real Mona Lisa and not one of the copies. Then it has value. Oh, it has it has more value. Does it have the same value it does today when it's the only one? That's a weird question to answer because value These like are, that changes constantly. Uh, like, these are all weird questions to answer. Well, and that's, the question I'm answering now, I don't find weird at all. I am like supremely confident that if we can matter replicate shit, the real Mona Lisa will still have value in whatever we're calling value. And it will still have a, a lot of value. That's, I, I believe that quite firmly. <laughs> you're, you're a lot and me and Will's, it will go down drastically, could still it could rest in a place where both of us feel we are, we are correct, just to be clear. Yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like we can't get hung up too much on this because ultimately we just don't know. <laughs> I mean, to, to get to the point, because the money part to me is like, yeah, okay, I don't care about that. My point was there's an idea of value in art outside of uh, monetary value, which is that experience that Will talks about. And I wonder if when we, when we talk about the value of art, how much, in theory, the value of the experience does not go down as you replicate it. All you do is reduce ba the value of it being entry. You decrease barrier to entry. No, I... I uh, you make uh, it so that anybody can have the experience of seeing any art just... Which is awesome. Immediately. But my, my point is you, you come closer to the true value of that experience and less about how unique it is. Ooh, Yeah. That was what I was that. trying to get at. You guys kept on derailing me. I was trying to get to this goddamn point the whole time. And I question how much that actually is. The value Sorry, of the experience? Much, yes. How much what is? Sorry. The value of the experience. Because in my mind, if you could have a billion copies of anything, anywhere, all right, I could have a hundred of them in my house if I wanted. Does you, you, all you are left with is the value of the experience, not anything tied to how unique it is or, or, or that. It's scarcity. <laughs> But that's, I mean, that's such a subjective thing. I mean, how are you measuring value of experience? I, I, I don't understand what your point is. Is what you're saying that, so, Will, you like talking about seeing Starry Night up close and having that, like, experience with it because of the physical object. It's not a digital image of it. Yeah, that there, there, there is information that can be carried, that can't be yeah. carried through a digital medium. Like, that's the value of it, right? Like, that experience yeah. with it. If, like, but you got to go to the MoMA. Like, what if it was just, I could just turn around and hear it's behind I, me. Yeah, it would be like, exactly the same. It would be identical value to me. I think that's what you're talking about, Jim. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That value, <gasps> which is did not I monetary. Did I just do that thing? I did the I thing. Thought, I feel like I've been saying that. And you just said what I've been saying back the yeah, whole but, time. Yeah, but, but I don't, I don't understand what, I what your said. broader point is, Jim. <laughs> What's that? I don't understand what your broader point is. Like, I don't understand what the, Oh, I don't know either. I just yeah. thought it was a neat point. Like, I, I understood what you were trying to say. I just didn't know what point you Sometimes were Sometimes we're violently okay, here, agreeing. Here's the, here's the big question. How much of the value of art is based off of how unique it is and actually what kind of experience it could derive? 
Sorry, which version of value are you talking about in that sentence? Uh, uh, monetarily, call it. I don't care. Uh, 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 but you were just you were just giving me shit for using all right, that fine. before. No, no, don't all don't all right. Fine. I mean, I would I would I would argue that anyone that's buying artwork for ten million dollars or more, I don't know some some number that they are not buying that artwork. They're not paying that money for the experience. They are they are paying would, that money to store wealth. I, I would agree with that. I think okay. that there's probably a number that's in the single digit millions that people who like, I value the experience of this artwork as a, like an experience and I'm willing to pay this much to have that. But I think, yeah, anybody who's paying more than $10 million for a piece of I, I think the person probably paying a million is just dollars, looking to, to store wealth. If you're paying a million dollars for something you could have a hundred copies of at a moment's notice, I don't think you'd pay a million dollars for each one of those copies or any of the copies. But they can't have which is my point on it's not actually the experience they're buying, it's the uniqueness. I think it depends on the person. There's a lot of different people who buy art for different reasons. Yeah. I think that both sides of what you're saying, Jim, are both true. I think it, it's depressingly uh, all about the uniqueness I, and almost I, nothing I, about the experience. I agree with I you, I think the Jim, experience is wrapped that. in the, I think I yes. think that the autograph Yes, is in ultimately bo- in all both in the digit In both in the digital and in the physical world, is way more important. Uh, like 99.99999% of it, yes. Well, uh, I would say like 75, but... All right, yeah. I mean, I would, it, with the, what I said before, I would I would argue that anyone who's spending the same amount on NFTs is probably doing it to store value as, or store wealth as well. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now we're not even getting into like the value of the experience because there's no idea of a value of experience because it's a wealth store. Like they're not... Right. People on their face don't value the experience. It's, experience may just be bragging rights yes that's the thing right well yeah i mean it it is it is a unique thing to store your wealth in that happens to be artwork one is digital one is physical i mean we we all know michelangelo because his name is stamped on the mona lisa well for some other reasons too right but there's lots of people like that Uh, i'm sorry yeah i fucked that one up this is a good point what you just said to be able to point to something in your house and being like that's worth a million dollars there's a feeling there that Brian, your your American education is is showing. Yeah, poke, poking through. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> like you know, like I fucking know it's one of the Ninja Turtles guys. <laughs> was it Shredder? I think it was Shredder. <laughs> it's definitely Splinter. It's it's, it's Rat King. It's it's Rachel. <laughs> it, it, no, Rachel. It's, it's B. Did you get to get that Bebop art? Casey Jones. It's Casey Jones. Casey I think. Jones. Bridget no. Jones's diary. Yeah. I want the scene of like I'm right, an sorry. art. I, I butchered this to death. And, like. This is clearly a fake Mona Lisa. It says Leonardo instead of Michelangelo. <laughs> instead of Shredder. Who's this Da Vinci asshole? Uh, uh, all right. Well, so so this is an interesting world and we'll see what happens to it. But it is uh, to, to Will's point, it is shocking to see such a crazy amount of money just being thrown at it. And I don't know how much of that is just this uber rich world that every now and then it's pops its head above shit. the sand. And it's, it's just like... Stop shit. I, I don't put it like GameStop. I feel like the people no. who, the games that they talk about, we talk about online games and like how people, you really want that 0.0001%. Which no, I mean really, like meme stock. No, I'm, I'm trying Zeit to- Zeitgeisty shit. Yeah, that has, that's actually a good point. We need to create an NFT where we adopt a gorilla. Oh, like, Jesus like Wall Street Bets did. Did you miss that, Jim? What? Oh no, Wall I haven't Street, seen that. Wall Street Bets adopted a gorilla. What do you mean they adopted a gorilla? Explain. 
you're looking into it too much now jim yeah oh that some member of wall street bets gave money to a gorilla sanctuary get it it's funny get it yes now how can we turn that into an nft (laughs) we need to yo you know what we need to do create an nft fast fast follow meme nst we need to adopt shiba inus for for dojis no 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 we need to not think ahead. We need to respond on an hour by hour basis with a new a new coin. No, uh, I, there I, there are too many. I'm I'm trying to flay Will's soul. Yeah, there's already enough. I, I, I think there's like tens of thousands. I've I've been in kind of a bad mood since I read about the <laughs> oh people. about the like all the for, energy waste for like days. I've been in a bad mood oh. um, because none of this makes any sense to me. In like the same way that like the stock market right now doesn't make much sense to me. <laughs> and, but like, this is even worse, right? Because at least that You're is tied. You're 100% correct. Th- that is tied to something. Tenuously, but yeah, still. Like, at least but it's you something. can at least still suss out some logic, right? <laughs> um, like this is just, this is, this is, this is navel gazing. Yeah, it's an extraordinary <laughs> amount of resources being yeah. dumped into something entirely meaningless that's the thing that was kind of like the line i have thinking about bitcoin cryptocurrency in general like in what way does it actually change anything except like we're just making it more complicated to make it more i I don't understand i don't get it it's a dollar i can put it into a bank digitally and it goes places what are we trying to make better here yeah i mean and then spend a lot of energy on it proof of work was was (laughs) short-sighted I mean, making games, sure, fine. I mean, I dig that. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I kind of wish that that it, it would be <laughs> awesome if proof of work was like protein folding or something that was... Applicable. Oh, sure. Like, I'm not sure. I'm sure that there are some coins that may... So, so largely you do that or No? Okay. So the problem is, is that it needs to be incredibly difficult, but also unique. You need a an incredible right. amount of unique, incredibly difficult problems. Right. And kind of the only way to do that is to have them be bullshit. It, it's a yeah. solution looking for a problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I I, like, like, like I was saying the other day, like it's, it's a solved problem that we just need to put pressure on. on. Oh yeah. It has its own issues though. Right. So like it does, but it's, I mean, it's, it's been implemented for a long time now. And I mean, it, it works. It's it's not perfect, but guess what? Proof of work isn't perfect either. Like, oh, no. like, a, yeah. like a, apart from the energy issue, like there are serious issues with like attacks on the network, fifty one percent attacks and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, the proof of stake is obviously much better, right? It's like ninety nine percent more efficient than uh, proof of work is. So just in that, it's better. Like the the issues that I'm aware of are the barrier of entry to increasing your share is just having money, right? So like the more money you have, the higher chance you have of being awarded. There's a... It's almost like like real life. Yeah, we need more systems like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... it's, Yeah, it it very much models real life, except that there's not much risk, right? Right. Because like the, the argument against it is like, well, if you have that much money, you can just go buy a farm of ASICs. And, but like there's a, there's a barrier of entry there, right? There's risk associated with that. But proof of stake, there's really no risk associated with it. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's a good next step, but I'm, I'm sure that there will be, that model will continue to be iterated on and, and get better. So I think one thing to, to kind of, you know, as we're wrapping this up to get to is I think that NFTs as a concept are really good. Right. And like, I, I do like the idea of a digital artist being able to say, this is my unique work. If only for like, this is the unmodified version of my work. Right. And I, I do want like digital artists to find some way to get paid for sure. I just hate the bubble, like this hype bubble that's been associated with it. So yeah, that's fair. What I, I do think is happening somewhat though, is you have a, a very small group of incredibly wealthy bored people because the Uber wealthy is just at a scale that's like hard to, you know, conceptualize. Right. So like, 260 million is just like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's like, I went down to the fucking convenience store and got a pack of cigarettes to some people. And I don't think it's a matter of a percentage of their wealth. I think that the people who are buying this are trying to create hype around it. Sure, but in it's... Order, in order to increase its value, right? It's not a boredom purchase of like, fuck it, whatever, this money is meaningless to me. I think it is a, if I purchase this for this much money, I increase the momentum of this concept, yeah, it's, right? I it, increase the hype it is, and I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm doing it to get more money in the future, not because I'm bored. I'm being flipped with the, the board. It is, this is not important money to them. This is them starting, this is them doing something and trying something out. This is not like this amount of money does not break anyone who's making these investments. And they're expecting this ripple effect to happen, which is everyone else to then play the game. But it, a, a very small number of people in the world can create this hype effectively by doing something like this. So the idea that like it, it, it won't happen and won't continue to happen when there's such a disparity of wealth, it this should only happen more as the disparity of wealth increases. I'll say that like this type of thing happens every day. And one of the, one of the issues that that cryptocurrency has that is unsolved is that there are a lot there are a significant amount of whales uh, that have ridiculous amounts of cryptocurrency assets. And every day there are pumps and dumps on, there's tens of thousands of coins, choose your coin, right? And they will charge people to these pump and dump kind of like Discord channels where like, you, you know, you pay them a thousand bucks or whatever it is, you pay them some amount of money and they will tell you, okay, at this time I'm going to buy this much. And at this time I'm going to sell this much. So other people can get in and basically extract, extract money from all this poor suckers that are FOMOing and buying when they shouldn't and selling when they shouldn't and all the suckers, right? Anyone who's spending $69 million in crypto is, is a whale by definition and is probably, I, I think Will's right. Like they're, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to create this market right now. And guess what? It's working. <laughs> Like people and I, and, 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 I, and, I them, and I hate them for it. <laughs> yeah, there's no SEC for crypto. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so one interesting thing is something like of the 33 people who bid on the Beeple thing after it went to a million dollars, 31 of them had never been uh, Christie's customers before. Like they've never bid on anything at Christie's. And 
most of them were crypto whales, like wanted to pay in crypto. <laughs> yeah, it's like these are these are people who are just trying to make this market happen. Yeah, so that they can leverage it for exploit it. Yeah. Yeah. Like in Bitcoin, more than half of the Bitcoin is owned by people who hold more than 1000 coins, which is insane. Yeah. We model the world wherever we go. Yeah. I mean, I think that at some point it will level out. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think that as, as a lot of these, a lot of these cryptocurrencies gain market share, the, I mean, they're, they're still, they're still very big blips, but the number of people that are capable of pumping and dumping shrinks, right? That doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, there's fewer people that are able to manipulate the market. Yeah. It, it's, um, there are competing goals, right? In order for it to be useful, it needs to have some level of regulation, and the core idea is that it is, it is unregulated outside of itself, right? It's self-regulating. Those are things that are in conflict. I, this is where I disagree with you, Will, but I think that's more of a philosophical standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that, that that's, I think Jim's right. Like that's, that's where people will start to disagree with you. I'm, I'm not saying I necessarily do, but I think that there are, there are arguments worth hearing that the free market should be free, right? No, I'm not saying the free market should be free. I'm just saying that uh, having an open, decentralized, uh, democratic way to build a framework is, is another viable solution than, uh, than uh, the idea of a consolidated power in a state or, an, or a single authority. And that's, the, that's, that's like what ultimately you, you enable with crypto. Like it follows that that's the type of world you could look to build. It follows the same ideology. Is this your step into... Anarcho-socialism? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. Uh, okay. I'm just saying, if you wanted to build anarcho-socialism, just watch what's happening with crypto because like they're basically guy. like, they're basically like stress testing it in a very small, a limited state. I, th I think my favorite part about that is you're like, hey guys, you should uh, stop trusting the government because they want to take, they're, they're going to take all your money. So you should put it in this thing. By the way, the end goal of this is that we're going to take everybody's money and it's just going to be socialism. But we're all going to agree to take everyone's money. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember, no single person can decide to do it. Decentralized power. I'm just saying. There's, 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 a, um, there's a famous Reddit post that I'm going to find for you guys and you can read it for, for homework, maybe, because uh, it takes a little while to get through. But it is, it is a fictional... Brian, Brian, Brian's already said that he, he ain't got time for that. <laughs> Memes only, please. Is that <laughs> I, a picture? I, by time, I mean like less than five minutes. It's, just, it's, it's, it's very entertaining. It is a fictional Reddit post from uh, someone from the future, <laughs> basically talking about the world <laughs> post-cryptocurrency. Well, not post, but basically what, what the future looks like um, in a, in a uh, society where cryptocurrency basically is the only thing, only currency. I'm going to look for it. We've expended all matter in order to harvest imaginary. <laughs> yeah, paper's a maximizer. And we, oh. we know how we did it. <laughs> we just don't know who it went to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe should, should I just read it? If it's five uh, minutes, no. Uh, fucking story time with Andrew Havers right now. <laughs> I mean, Andrew, if you put a lot of effort into reading it, but you got to like 
You got to get into it. Okay. Here we go. Get the monotone. Here we go. Are you ready? Dude, I read I read stories to my kids. I got all the voices. I want I want I want Papa Haber's story. All the characters. Although this is just this is first person. So well give make this person eccentric. Make him make him interesting. All right, let's see if I can read. All right. I'm sending this message from the year 2025. Things are looking bleak here, and some of you will carry blood on your hands. If you don't believe me, please move on, as I have no way of proving to you who I really claim to be. I don't want to waste any of your time, so I'm merely going to explain what happened. On average, every year so far, the value of Bitcoin has increased about by about a factor of 10, from $0.1 in 2010 to $1 in 2011 to $10 in 2012, 100 in 2013, and so on and so forth. From now on, there's a slight slowdown as the value increased by a factor of 10 every two years to $1,000 in 2015, $10,000 in 2017, $100,000 in 2019, that didn't come true, to a million in 2021. That's kind of a stretch, but not impossible. <laughs> From here onwards, there's no good way of expressing its value in dollars as the dollar is no longer used, nor is any central bank issued currency for that matter. There are two main forms of wealth in today's world, land and cryptocurrency. There are just over 19 million Bitcoin known to be used in the world today, as well as a few hundred thousand that were permanently lost. And we're still dealing with a population of just over 7 billion people today. On average, this means that the average person owns just under 0.003 Bitcoin. However, due to the unequal distribution of wealth in my world, that means the mean person owns just 0.001 Bitcoin. That's right. Most of you reading this today are rich. I personally live next to an annoying young man who logged into his old Reddit account two years ago and discovered that he received a tip of 0.01 Bitcoin back in 2013 for calling someone a faggot when he was a 16-year-old boy. Upon making this discovery, he bought an airline ticket, left his house without telling anyone, and went to the Citadel. What is the Citadel, you ask? Well, by the time Bitcoin became worth around $1,000, services began to emerge for the Bitcoin rich to protect themselves as well as their wealth. It started with expensive safes, then began to include bodyguards. And today's earliers, or earlies, are term for early adopters, as well as those rich whose wealth survived the transition long live or live in isolated gated cities called citadels, which most work is automated. Most citadels are born out of the fortification used to protect places where Bitcoin mining machines are located. The company known as ASIC Miner to you is known to me as a city where Mr. Friedman rules as king. Sorry, we're going to... Right, you know what? This is, this is super long. How far, how far down are you? I'm paragraph four, and there's probably about eight paragraphs. Keep going or give, give the gist. I feel like this is many in jokes. Yeah. We're devolving into yeah. more and more it's, jokes. Is there, do you want to, is there a good summary at the end or, or no? Okay. This, this part is important. This part is good. Governments tried to stay relevant in my society by buying it, Bitcoin, which just made the problem worse by increasing the value of Bitcoin. <laughs> governments, governments did so in secret, of course. But my generation Snowdens are in fact greedy government employees who transferred Bitcoin to their own private account and escaped to anarchic places where no questions are asked as long as you cough up some money. The four institutions with the largest still accessible Bitcoin balance are to be as followed. ASIC miner, 50,000 Bitcoin. The IMF's Currency Stabilization Fund, Stabilization Fund, 70,000 Bitcoin. Government of Saudi Arabia, 110,000 Bitcoin. And the North Korean government, 180,000 Bitcoin. <laughs> So North Korea becomes a superpower in this world? 
Yes. Economic growth like today. <laughs> economic growth today is about negative two percent per year. Why is this? If you owe more than zero point one Bitcoin, chances are you don't own, you don't do anything with your money. There's no inflation, and thus no incentive to invest your money. Just like the medieval ages had no significant economic growth, as wealth was measured in gold, our society has no economic growth either, as people know their point zero one Bitcoin will be enough to last a lifetime. The fact that there is still new Bitcoin released is what prevents our world from collapse so far, it seems. But people fear that the decline in inflation will occur during the next block halving. Okay. All right. So that I was would kind just of... read, reading the rest of it. It's it's pretty funny. I'll post it in Slack. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's funny. I mean, some of that stuff, I'm sure they pull from like the fact that the uber rich do have these like bunkers for when the apocalypse that they're absolutely bringing upon happens so yeah it was it was written in 2014 so it was a a lot more funny back then because bitcoin wasn't crazy huge like it is now but so here's a here's a question uh it's it's midnight i'm fading pretty hard we got time for one quick short one yeah yeah, go ahead it looks like pete may have joined as well oh is anybody buying bitcoin for some reason, other than hoping to get rich from it. Maybe those, yeah. those U.S. dollar things, probably not, but that's... So, uh, yes and no. I mean, I think that there are a lot of believers that... So, a lot of early adopters and kind of the, the whole deal, like we were talking about, like the, 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 the crypto utopia, is that a lot of people are holding crypto until crypto is the currency, right? Like, so they're, they're, they're not necessarily holding it to exchange for a shitload of USD one day. They're holding it in hopes that they will just use that directly. And that like, sure, they'll, they'll be rich, but they'll be rich in crypto. I guess, do you think that's where the huge inflation of value is coming from? Currently, I mean, no, currently the, the price of Bitcoin is, is pure speculation. Like no, the majority of people that are buying it now and getting into it now are buying it because it's going up in value, right? Okay, I, yeah, I think that's, that, that's what I was asking. Yeah, like uh, that's, yeah, that's, and it, it's, it's interesting because I've watched the market for a long time and you kind of know when, <laughs> when a lot of new money comes into it because it is so volatile that like, as soon as there's like a big dip there, a lot of times there's like chain reactions where like it, it will go up a whole bunch and it's like, Oh yeah, all these new people with stimulus checks, like, wow, they just, there, there's a lot of new money in Bitcoin right now. And then all of a sudden there'll be like a 10% drop. And then like everyone is panicking. All the newbies are like, Oh my God, like the sky is falling. And then of course, all those people cash out or cash out losses and then it goes back up and they're like, well, shit, I did that wrong. I don't know. It just, it's one thing that I've noticed is it just usually gets a lot more volatile after, after these types of events, like stimulus or like back in like 2017, when like it, it rose very quickly to 20,000 and then it just like hard crash. It was stable at like 5,000 ish for, for like two years. Yeah. For, for quite a while. Yeah. Sure. I, I wish I had bought more. <laughs> it yeah it dipped to like high threes i think was yeah. was kind of the low point i think like 3500 was the low point right yeah 
but yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody's speculating these days. There's, there's definitely purists that don't plan on, on selling. But the, the other thing about that is like, as the price goes up, even purists are kind of challenged to, <laughs> to stay purists because it's like, wow, like I, I can retire right now. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in the moment when it, when people start buying it for utility. So, yeah. So the idea behind Bitcoin, Bitcoin is never going to go or, or, or any, or any cryptocurrency. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Regardless of what it is. I mean, kind of the analogy is that Bitcoin is the gold to cash. Right. So, so Bitcoin is kind of like the, the reserve. And then you will, you'll have your other coins that will kind of work as the different transactional currencies that you need. That's, that's the analogy, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we kind of jumped into that and, and it's midnight. So we didn't get to dragon titties. So also, so any, so homework for anyone, anyone that wants to create an ETF, I will, I will post your ETF for you if you want and give you whatever money. All, 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 the, all the shit coins. No, I, I, I think it, Wait, I think that, rewards are given in like USD coin. So you, it's not even, it's a stable coin. Wait, does that, does that mean you'll front the gas? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm already that, paying the that gas. Yeah, I'm already paying the gas, so I'm I have an account. So if you if you want to create an ETF, just send me artwork and I'll post it for you. Just send you Wait, pictures. But, an NFT. What is yeah. it? Right. Okay. But is it? But what, is what, it what, what did I say? Is is that it, when I, no, you, you said you said ETF. I thought you were talking about like your your ETF uh, of shit coins that you have. But is no, it no, no, yeah, not, not on ETF. Isn't it NFT, yours? Then? Or, do we, or do we transfer it? How does that work though? I, I mean, I'm, you have to create a wallet, and I would send it to you. Oh, okay. I would buy it. From you for zero? I mean, I, no, I would just send it to you. Like, hey, Bruce, I'm gonna I'm gonna copy your your work and mint my copy of it, <laughs> and then have a like, competing, you know, have a competing, yeah, and, and be like, my fucking my copy of your work is worth. Will, Will's mine. setting up shop across the street. That's what Will's doing. Hey, setting up shop across I will the I will I will also open open that offer up to any any watchers or listeners that we have. Oh, you mean the ones in New Zealand and Australia and possibly yes. India? Yes. 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 Get us Any, anyone who wants to who wants to create an NFT, send it to me, and I will I will post it to you and send you send you whatever it sells for. Especially if it's shipping any two of us. That's what? really really funny. Yeah. Post post in the comments. I have no idea how they <laughs> post it. Versus, uh, it's a it's a little like bell like icon. Comment, subscribe. Go find the YouTube channel and post something there because you there's no possible way to do this on any podcast. Do they yeah. have your email address? I don't even know. No. No. So then post it in the comments. Anonymous. I don't think that... All right. Blockchain. All right. All right. That's fair. <laughs> all right. It, I know it's late. Do, do we want to get into the dragon stuff or we want to call it? What? No. Jesus, no. Dragons? No, no. I wanna, it's bedtime. Oh, God. No. That's not a conversation I want to have here. <laughs> no, thanks. Okay. All right. No dragon. I feel... So I will make one comment on that is that I feel like if you know that you shouldn't have that conversation here, you're probably on the wrong side of the argument. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's just because it's not, it's not a comfortable conversation to have. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be saying those words on the podcast. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do that for one when you're not, when you're out here, Andrew. Okay. And it's not like, am I even like a big, I, I feel like I'm not even a, yeah, whatever. We were posting comments, so it felt like something I did, to talk about. I did have an opinion, didn't I? You okay. did, you did. You yeah, did we, have an opinion. 
behind, we'll, we'll behind, try it one more time. Hib, yeah, Hibber's wallpaper behind where he's sitting is just a female lizard folk. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any, any, uh, I'll go around. Any last words from anyone? Brian, Will, Andrew, anyone who want to say anything? Pete? Thanks for all of the perspectives about crypto, which I knew very little and still know little, but it's certainly fun stuff to think about in a terrifying dystopian alternate present kind of way. My favorite thing is thinking about AIs in the future crawling through our data. Catching those bad guys. I mean, that's all AI ever does. Uh, I don't know about if catching bad guys, but no, no, we'll, we'll program our AIs to have, yeah, they'll only do good. They'll only ethics. do good things. Only do good, exactly. Just like us, we're so ethical. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, those NSA AIs, only uh, only coming yeah. through not non national uh, ledgers. Yeah, no, this was a yeah, this was a fun one, and it felt good to vent my frustrations about <laughs> a world that makes no sense to me. This this was good. You guys, you guys finally. That finally found the secret formula to get me to come to a podcast. So good job. Let's talk, talk about crypto. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just turn this into a crypto podcast. <laughs> Every time no. you come on, we can do that. Pete, you got where, anything? Where, where everybody gets progressively more rich and I'm just sitting here being like, it's a podcast. I don't get it. I don't get it, guys. It's going to pop at some point. I will, I will have the last word. You'll all be rich. I'll eventually have the last word. No, there's, there's, there's actually, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not Nostradamus, but it will absolutely crash, um, as Bitcoin does, and then it will recover. But there's, there's a big, there's, there's a big crash coming. We'll see where the ceiling's at this time. Fucking Elon Musk is going to be like, guys, you can, you can pay for fucking rides on SpaceX rockets and Bitcoin. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's probably going to happen this and, month. Yeah, and then and then it's going to go up another twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Actually, on that note, quickly before we go, he keeps getting investigated from the FCC for saying, or from the SEC, sorry, for doing stupid stock tweets and making stocks jump. He's discovered that he doesn't get investigated for cryptocurrency when he makes comments about <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> Which is why he's probably like all about it right now. He's like, fucking. There you go. Can't, can't say anything without getting investigated. This is a confluence of all the things I hate. <laughs> yeah, just, you just said, you just completed the buzzword bingo for Will. In one turn. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuck. That was, that was exactly how I wanted to. Congratulations, and Andrew. Good, <laughs> and good night. All right, have a good one, guys. See you guys. Later. Bye.